Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Philippians chapter 3. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand and we would put our hope only in Jesus, not in the things of this life. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Philippians chapter 3. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is not troublesome to me, but is a safeguard for you. Beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God and boast in Christ Jesus and do not put confidence in the flesh, although I could have confidence even in the flesh. If anyone else thinks to put confidence in the flesh, I can do so more, circumcised on the eighth day, from the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born from Hebrews, according to the law, a Pharisee, according to zeal, persecuting the church, according to the righteousness in the law, being blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, these things I have considered loss because of Christ. More than that, I even consider all things to be lost because of the surpassing greatness of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for the sake of whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and consider them dung, in order that I may gain Christ, and may be found in him, not having my righteousness, which is from the law, but which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God on the basis of faith, so that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if somehow I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already received this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on, if indeed I may lay hold of that, for which also I was laid hold of by Christ. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have laid hold of it, but I do one thing, forgetting the things behind, and straining toward the things ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, as many as are perfect, let us hold to this opinion. And if you think anything differently, God will reveal this also to you. Only to what we have obtained, to the same hold on. Become fellow imitators of me, brothers, and observe those who walk in this way, just as you have us as an example. For many live, of whom I spoke about to you many times, but now speak about even weeping, as the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is the stomach, and whose glory is in their shame, the ones who think on earthly things. For our commonwealth exists in heaven, from which also we eagerly await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our humble body to be conformed to his glorious body in accordance with the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Paul starts this chapter with the word, finally. But the funny thing is that this is just chapter 3 out of 4 chapters. And actually, Paul is going to use the word again in chapter 4, verse 8. So, 
Perhaps Paul was going to wrap things up, but remembered this extra thing he wanted to warn them about first. In any case, Paul warns them about the Judaizing teachers. He calls these teachers three things that are all negative. Dogs, evil workers, and mutilation. Dogs is what the Jews would call the non-Jews. Paul is turning the word on them. They were proud of their works, but Paul calls them evil workers. They were proud of their circumcision, but Paul calls that mutilation. Paul says the true circumcision is not physical, but spiritual. He says if physical or flesh mattered, he has all of that. He was born to Jewish parents and circumcised on the eighth day like the law said. He was a Pharisee, which was the strictest of the Jewish sects. He was very zealous, persecuting Christians. But he counts all of that as trash now, because knowing Christ Jesus is what matters. He isn't trying to earn salvation and make himself righteous. He has righteousness from God by faith. He's looking forward to the resurrection from the dead. Not that he is perfect yet, but he keeps heading in the direction of Christ. Then Paul tells the Philippian Christians to follow his example. His example of walking away from earning salvation by works and toward living by faith. In contrast, he says that there are many enemies of the cross of Christ. It may be that he is thinking of the same people here or of another group. He says these enemies of Christ are thinking on earthly things. So that fits the Judaizing teachers, but he says their God is their stomach. That doesn't seem to fit the Jews very well. So he may be thinking of another group, such as the Gnostics, who taught that you could sin and that was okay because it was in your body and not in your mind. Or maybe it is still the Judaizing teachers, because whenever we focus on keeping physical rules, we tend to emphasize certain rules and then break other rules that we decide are not important. In any case, he says, instead of relying on rules or knowledge or heritage, Paul says we are looking to our citizenship in heaven, and we are waiting for Jesus to transform our physical body into a glorious body like his. And now for a deeper dive. Imagine that you met me for the first time at the house of a mutual friend. After we introduce ourselves briefly, you might ask, what do you do for work? And I might say, I'm a programmer. This all sounds natural, but I just changed from something I do to something I am, my identity. We're used to this. Many people get their identity from their work. We tend to think that what we do makes us what we are. Or perhaps you might ask me, where are you from? And perhaps I would reply, I'm an American. Again, you asked a question about my history, and I replied with an identity based on that heritage. So Paul is saying he had at one time built his identity around his heritage and his law-keeping, but now he counts that as useless. The Philippians could perhaps base their identity around Rome. Philippi was a Roman colony. That meant that they did things the Roman way in Philippi, and people born in that city were Roman citizens. That carried many of the privileges that we can think of today connected with American citizenship. That makes sense, because Rome was the world power at that time, and for this moment at least, the United States is the world power. I'm sure that not everyone in the church in Philippi was a Roman citizen. 
For example, I believe that there were slaves in the church, and slaves were not Roman citizens, even if they had been born in Philippi. So now, if I asked you what you do for work, and where you are from, would you answer with an identity? Or perhaps you have another identity, perhaps political, or perhaps you wear a cowboy hat and boots on the weekends. In verse 20, Paul says, For our commonwealth exists in heaven. Commonwealth is the idea of citizenship. We need to count all of these other identities as nothing compared with knowing Christ. Back in Galatians 3.28, Paul had said, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Yes, we do have different roles in society, but that should not be our identity. Our identity should be in Jesus. It doesn't mean that we give up those roles. I keep programming for work. I continue to vote in the United States. I continue to be a man, a husband, a father. But that isn't my identity. I am in Jesus. And whenever he chooses for those other roles to end, either in this life or at the end of my time on earth, I won't take those with me. What do you consider your identity? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.